Good morning. Welcome to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Brad Pollock and Bob Leonard in the studio today talking to you about premises liability. We are a personal injury law firm. We are Bell and Pollock. We've been around since 1984 when Gary and Brad started the, the law firm. Uh, Bob's been with us for about 20 years or so. 17. 17 years or so. It's and, a long time. Uh, it is a long time, and we've been able to build a successful firm. We are a personal injury firm. We do personal injury work. We are um, that the personal injury work means we will represent the person who got injured or who has been injured as a result of the negligence of another, as a result of the wrongful acts of another, or as a result of the failure of another to take actions to protect people they should have been they should be protecting. Uh, if you've been hurt, call us three zero three seven nine five five nine zero zero. Or call, contact us at bellpollock.com or championsofthepeople.com. Uh, we we have uh, trademarked the championsofthepeople.com um, um, uh, moniker so, to make sure that you find an easy and a good way to get us and to help describe what we are all about. We are champions of the people. If you come see us, we'll have you meet with a lawyer. That's right. You're going to meet with a lawyer, and you're not going to have a, 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 a paralegal or an investigator meet with you. If you need somebody to come see you, we'll come see you. And that's right. A lawyer will come see you, not a, not an investigator who's going to come with a bunch of papers to sign you up right away. The lawyer's going to sit down and talk to you and, and make sure that you're, uh, you're satisfied before you sign up uh, and not uh, be running around like an investigator might do to, to try and get you just to sign up because that's what their job is. Uh, hopefully, the investigator is not giving you legal advice because if they are, they are not supposed to be. And a lot of um, uh, the law firms will do that. We'll send the investigator out to see you to get you signed up. We, uh, we want to make sure that you're satisfied. We'll put together your legal game plan. It's a m- multiple changing uh, uh, game plan that you have to deal with. It's something that you have to deal with as your injuries develop and as your medical care develops and as your lifestyle develops and what happens with respect to all those different factors. Uh, So if you've been hurt on the job, if you've been hurt as a result of the negligence of another, if you've been hurt because someone hasn't done what they were supposed to do, uh, whether it be from a premises liability matter or from a car crash, or from some other kind of, a, of event, uh, come see us, talk to us. Uh, like everyone else, it's, the, the initial consultation is free. Um, a lot of law firms act like that's a big deal. Uh, that is normal for personal injury law firms to have the initial consultation free. And then you can make a decision whether you want to sign up with a lawyer or if you want to see someone else or what you think about your case and if you think it's worth signing up. You know, Brad, you're talking about things changing. I mean... COVID is, has changed a lot of people. They haven't gone to see their attorney because they're concerned about COVID. You know, with COVID, people getting vaccinated, I think if you were injured during the COVID period, come see us because you have two years, two, depending on the statute, or three years to do something to protect yourself. That, that's exactly right. Uh, and that's a, it's a situation where you've been dealing with a, a car crash where nobody's died, where there's not a wrongful death claim, you're going to have three years. And if you're dealing with a personal injury case as a result of a slip and fall or some other negligent <laughs> act or a wrongful death claim, you have two years. 
to go to go see a lawyer and to make sure your rights are asserted. And uh, with COVID, there has been, I believe, people who have not pursued their claims. Uh, obviously, with COVID, we've we've functioned 100% full speed during COVID uh, because we can uh, meet with you virtually. We can uh, get you on Zoom. We can get you on WebEx. We can get you on a different some uh, whatever it takes to be able to get you on camera and be able to talk to you that way. So if you want to do all your meetings that way, fine. If you want to come into the office and meet with us, that's fine too. Um, so you know you you can decide which way you want to go and what you want to do. So feel free to contact us. Uh, today's topic, we're going to talk about premises liability. And uh, I'm talking about it a little bit, and we'll probably develop it more and more shows uh, as we have more time, uh, because we're, we're starting to get around. People are starting to do things, starting to get out. You're going places, doing things. Well, we're co- overcoming COVID, and we're getting a chance to be able to co- go um, to different places. And when that happens, you have premises cases. You have people that get hurt on the premises. And also, for you, landowners, if we can call them landowners, you have a duty to get your property properly prepared and to take care of it. Yes, we're coming into the spring and the summer. Um, and so in the wintertime, uh, we'd be talking about making sure you have your, your property properly um, free of ice and snow and maintained as, as part of one of the elements. But you have to understand that there are certain things that you, you duties you have as a property owner. And the Premises Liability Act, which I want everybody to understand, started in common law, and we've talked about common law before. Then it goes forward, and we had some statutory law. Then the statutory law seemed to, uh, in, uh, we had a case called Mile High Fence Company that seemed to change the Premises Liability Act. Um, and then we've gone right back to common law with the new Premises Liability Act. You know, Brad, the Premises Liability Act is the only relief you can get if you get hurt on the property of an ind- another person. So if if you're at my house or Brad's house or in the office or in the in the, re- in the studio here, if we got hurt, we can't plead negligence. It falls in the premises liability statute. If you get hurt on the property of another person, then it falls in the premises liability statute. And and in order to get coverage, you get protection depends on your status as as a party. There are generally three status, three different types of status: a trespasser, a licensee, and an invitee. And and really, for a number of you, that you can end up being a trespasser, a licensee, or an invitee uh, within within minutes of being on the property. You can change classifications. You can be something different. Now, you go into a store to buy something. You're probably an invitee. Stay in the store after hours after it's closed. You may be, uh, you you may very well be a trespasser. You know, I had a woman. She was selling Girl Scout cookies door to door with her daughter. So she walked to the door as she comes to sell cookies. At that point, she is an invitee. But the person invited her in the house. They were friends and said, "Come on in. Let's have a drink. Let's let's you know, let's sit down and talk for a while." Her status changed. She was no longer the invitee. She became a licensee. And to the houses where she went up and said, you know, would you like to buy Girl Scout cookies? Probably when she entered onto their property, she probably was somewhere between a licensee and invitee. And when the person said no, if she sticks around, she probably can become a trespasser. 
because she doesn't leave the property uh, promptly and she doesn't do what she's supposed to do. Premises liability is one of the strange things if we start at the beginning is, is, is a strange law because it, it talks about a property owner, but yet when it comes to responsibility, somebody leasing the property may in fact become the property owner and the person who leases the landlord who leases it out may not be a property owner within the statutory scheme of who's responsible as a quote property owner. A property owner is someone that has control over the activities on the land. So if you go you go to a strip center, you have multiple property owners. You know, if you fall let's say in the parking lot of the strip center, you may be you go to the let's say we're going to a cell phone store or something you tripped in, outside in the parking lot. Well, it could be that the cell phone store has control over that part of the parking lot. It could be that the landlord has control of the property. Maybe that a maintenance company filling potholes, which are pretty bad this season here, and they could be a prop, They could be a landowner statutorily. They don't actually own the land, but they have control over the activities on the land. So that person who goes out and is is clearing is is cleaning the parking lot that person who goes out and you know, shovels and plows it that person who goes out and is cleaning the 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 and the company that's assigned to clean the 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 stores that you go to the mall stores that you go to or any of the commercial stores you go to that company may be the landowner when it comes time to sue them under the definition of the statute you know, a, a situation where you're going into, let's say, an apartment building or maybe some kind of hotel, or and they have, they're cleaning, they're vacuuming, and they take the, the, the power cord and they stretch it out along the floor, and it, you know, maybe it goes in front of a door to the bathroom, you come and you trip on the cable. Well, not only could the building owners, facility owners be landowners, but the cleaning company who, who negligently, you know, put the cord in front of a doorway for someone to trip could be a landowner. You're listening to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. You can contact us through 3795-5900, bellpollock.com, championsofthepeople.com. Uh, if you've been hurt as a result of the negligence of another, or if you've been hurt at all, and, and it's been an event where you would like it reviewed to determine what your rights are, what your legal rights are, and what you can do and what you can't do, and, and what you're entitled to recover and what you're not entitled to recover, contact us. You can talk to Bob Leonard. You can talk to Brad Pollock. You can talk to Gary Bell. There's a number of other lawyers in our office. You can, you can sit down and find out what your legal rights are. If you want more information on the law, if you want more information on this topic, we have a book called Premises Liability that we can send to you. Um, that's free of charge. All you got to do is get on our interactive website, bellpalk.com or championsofthepeople.com, or give us a call and order the book, and you'll be able to get it. But the important part is if you have been hurt, if you've had injuries and you need to talk to somebody, call us up so we can talk to you about a legal game plan. We'll be right back. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. 
Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys and this is your legal minute. Today we're talking about drunk drivers and punitive damages. What are punitive damages, by the way? How do they help you? Can they help you? Punitive damages exist by statute in Colorado. They're there to punish the wrongdoer for intentional, reckless, wrongful, wanton acts. Drunk driving is one of those reckless acts. You can obtain punitive damages against drunk drivers, and that puts additional legal, legitimate pressure on the insurance company for the drunk driver to pay you your complete, legitimate money for your injuries and damages and losses. Do not let them get away with it. Make sure you can prove the driver was drunk. Call the police. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com. We'll help you. For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Welcome back to Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Brad Pollock and Bob Leonard in studio today to talk to you about premises liability. We are a personal injury firm. We do personal injury work. If you have questions that you want to ask about any case, that's when you need to call us on KHOW at 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday mornings. Just tune into that, and you'll be able to find us, and you can talk to us then about about any legal topic, about anything you'd like. And we do that as a free service at an hour each week that we set aside just to have people call up and ask questions. And we if we, we can't answer the question, we try and get you to the right people. That's 7 o'clock Saturday morning, KHOW. Just take uh, listen in, and you'll, you'll find us. And when you, you get on the, the station, just give us a call, and we can talk to you. But right now, we're talking about premises liability. And if you have questions concerning that, or you think you might have a case, or you might be involved in that, or if you think you have a case, or might have been involved in any kind of injury that you have, you can call us at 303 303- 795-5900 or contact us at bellpollock.com or championsofthepeople.com for your free legal game plan. We'll sit down and we'll devise one. We'll figure out what you want to do. So we, we've been talking today about premises liability and why is that important? As you're getting out and you're going places, you're going into the stores, you're doing work, as you're going to concerts, as you're going to plays, as you're going to, to outside activities, as you're going to inside activities and getting more and more involved as we, as our nation and our economy and, and our country pulls forward from, from what's been going on, the hiatus we've had, we talk about what are the premises and what, what's the responsibility to maintain the premises and what are your responsibilities and what are your rights as a person who visits those premises. So we talked about a trespasser. Uh, as a trespasser, we talked about what kind of rights they have and what kind of rights they don't have. And, and, and Bob, the, the trespasser has very, very few rights. Well, they have basically no rights in terms of the statute because they shouldn't be on the property in the first place. Okay, so a trespasser is a person who's on the property without the owner's permission or knowledge. Now, that, that's a pretty broad scope. It's a very broad scope. And sometimes we have to try and think about what that is. I'm, I'm sitting in my house, uh, and, or, or I'm at my office, and somebody is coming to see me to try and sell something. They're cold calls, what it would be called. And so they, they are walking down the sidewalk. And they make that right turn from the main sidewalk, the city sidewalk, or the, the government sidewalk, onto my, under, onto my sidewalk, my walkway into my house. They're there without my permission. I really, really haven't given them permission to be there. 
and I don't know they're there. They're, I'm going to know they're there when they come to ring the doorbell and say, hi, would you like to buy this or that? Or are you interested in solar panels? Or would you like to get a new roof? Or would you like us to paint your house? Or would you like us to do your lawn service for you? But they're walking up down my sidewalk and they're walking to see me. Now, are they a trespasser, Bob? Probably not. Probably not. They're probably an invitee. They're probably getting to a, a, a point of an invitee because they're entering onto the land to do business with me. But I haven't asked them to. I haven't told them to come. So could they be classified as a trespasser? Would that be an argument? Would that be something said? Let's say they round the corner and they, they go walking up to my sidewalk and are walking on my sidewalk out to my house part of the sidewalk I'm responsible for. There's a cliff in the sidewalk. There's a gap and they trip on it and they fall and they break their shoulder. And now I'm looking going, well, wait a minute. You weren't here with my knowledge. You weren't here with my permission. I certainly didn't ask you to come here. I didn't ask you to come here to look at my stuff. Now, this is different from somebody I've made an appointment with. If I call up a company and say, come see me, and I say, please show up, and they and everybody says, we'll have a salesman out there at 10 o'clock or a salesperson, and that salesperson is walking down the sidewalk at 5 to 10 and it comes to see me. Now, they are an invitee, aren't they, Bob? If, yes, they would be an invitee. If you invite them, if you solicit them to come to your property, they'd certainly be an invitee. And, uh, you know, you'd have, to, you'd have to provide them. The standard is you have to give them the highest standard of care, which means you need to protect them from those hazards or dangers that they knew about or should have known about. Okay, so we talk an invitee, and an invitee is invited to be on the property, usually for business purposes. But you have to offer them the highest standard of care. And that's the highest standard of care, and we can talk about what that standard of care is in, in, in a little bit uh, if we get some time, okay? But, well, we can talk about it right now. Uh, an invitee can recover for damages caused by the landowner's failure to use reasonable care to protect against dangers that he actually knew of or should have known about. So when we're talking about this sidewalk, did I actually know of the problem in my sidewalk? Probably should, dude. If I didn't, should I have known about it? You should have taken out, yeah, you should have gone out there and realized you had a dangerous condition in your property. Sure, I know people are going to walk on that sidewalk. I know they're going to walk up to my my doorway, especially if I invite them to be there. Okay, so it's a damage caused by my failure to use reasonable care to protect against those dangers. What's the reasonable care I could have used? Yes, I could have fixed it. I could have put a cone out. I could have put some kind of warning, right? You could have. So there, there's the protections you got to deal with, and so that's where we talk about an invitee. I can only recover uh, the, uh, the the he can recover for damages caused by the landowner's failure to use reasonable care to protect against dangers that I should have known about or I did know about. In that situation, when I've invited the person to come to my house, I'm asking them to come to my house so that they can sell me or so that I can check into finding out for business purposes, how I can make my house nicer or I can do certain things on my house. But Brad, so I come to your house, it's Christmas time, you invite me over for a Christmas party. I come to your house, I slip on some ice, get seriously hurt, I fall, I drop my bottle of wine I brought over for you to drink and it cuts my hand. I well, was invited to a party, I wasn't there for business, I was invited to a party. Okay, so... Am I at that point invitee? Well, I don't think so. That's a person who's on the property for a specific personal reason. They're invited. They're usually invited by me. 
So that's somebody I've invited. And that's like a social guest. And you're a social guest at that point. And now you're a licensee. So there's a different set of rules for a licensee. There's a different set of rights. You need to protect them now. You need to protect them from hazards that you only knew about. Right. You don't have an affirmative duty to go out there and look for the hazards. And so that in that situation, it's my failure to use reasonable care regarding the dangers created on the property that I knew about, or if I unreasonably fail to warn of those dangers uh, that I, I didn't create and that are not ordinarily present on the property. Now, that sidewalk, that little bump in the sidewalk could be the same situation. That cliff on the sidewalk where it's uneven. I could very well be, very well be dealing with a licensee. I have less of a responsibility, though, because it's got to be created by something I knew about that I actually knew about. So somebody comes and says, I'm going to sue you because the, the property, because this person fell on this sidewalk right here. Why were they on the property, Brad? That's exactly it. Why were they on the property? And by the way, why were they on the property? And by the way, uh, maybe I look at him and say, you know what? I never used my front sidewalk. I didn't realize there was an uneven uneven thing there. Well, many years ago, I had a case where they, they had a, people were having a Christmas party. So they invite the neighbors over. One of the neighbors coming up the front step, up to the stoop, slipped on ice and fell and cut their hand. The issue was... The, the, the landowner said, we don't use the front door. We only come in through the garage. What was happening in, at, when, during the days that ice, the, the snow on the roof would melt, overflow the gutters, make a little pond full of ice in front of the door. They said, we didn't know there was ice there because we don't use the front door. Had no idea that water pools there. We always go out through our garage. That's the same thing with the sidewalk if it's uneven in front of your house. A lot of people don't know that because they don't inspect it. They're not looking at it. And when did it start? When did it get uneven? Had it been uneven for a week, a month, a day? Has it been uneven for a year? A lot of times you don't know because what happens? And, what, if, and, what if you had to, your kids' toys out in the front yard? There, there you go. And someone trips on a, a scooter. And is that something I have a duty to to make sure I clear out? And let, let's let's fast forward it or move it over real quick when we're talking about a store. When a store, when you fall on a substance on the floor, one of the questions quite often that comes up, because you're obviously an invitee at the store, one of the questions that comes up right away is, how long has that substance been on the floor? What did the what was done to be able to keep that to to clean that substance? And what practices does the store have to clean that substance? The first thing they want in that situation is they always say we have logs. We you know every hour we do a sweep of the of the, of the building, sweep of the store to make sure nothing's on the you know hazards on the ground. It could it could be anything like spilled milk or someone drops a yogurt on the ground, or maybe you're in the produce department and they're shucking corn in the summertime and you know on Fourth of July and a piece of shucked you know the 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 outer part of the corn is on the ground you slip and fall. And who is the landowner? Is landowner King Supers or Home Depot? Is the landowner the company that leased the property to Home Depot, the company that actually owns the land? Is landowner, for purposes of holding is holding somebody responsibility, the maintenance company that Home Depot or King Supers hired to maintain the property? And where did the maintenance company's duties begin and end? We're talking about a very complicated system that's created on something that you say, when we first talked to you, you probably thought this, or first opened the show, you probably thought this is pretty easy. You know, another thing, what about dogs? You know, did you create a dangerous situation on the property? You have a vicious dog? 
That's one that'll be on another show. You're listening to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Brad Pollock and Bob Leonard in studio today. We're talking about premises liability. We've given you an idea of the classifications. We've given you an idea of who the landowners are. But the bottom line is, if you've been hurt as res- on somebody else's property, if you've been hurt as a result of the failure to maintain property, if you've been hurt, give us a call, 303-795-5900, or contact us at bellpollock.com or championsofthepeople.com. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your Legal Minute. Today, we're talking about the very first phone call with the insurance adjuster for the at-fault party. Do you know what to do? Do you know what to say? Do you know what you should do? Do you know what you shouldn't do? You don't. You know, for that instance, in that situation, the insurance adjuster, that's an ordinary day and event for him or her. It's not an ordinary day or event for you. You need to understand your rights. You need a legal game plan. You need it laid out for you in a free initial consultation. At Bell & Pollock, that's what we do. That's what we can do for you. A game plan for the way the accident happened. A legal game plan for your injuries, damages, and losses to prove them. Bell & Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell & Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Welcome back to the Bell and Polk Legal Show. Brad Polk and Bob Leonard in the studio. We've been talking to you about premises liability as we're starting to get out, move around, do things. You need to know what your rights are. You need to understand what your rights are. If you've been injured, if you've fallen, if you've tripped on something, if something hasn't been maintained, if you've been injured, you need to contact us. You need to contact us at bellpollock.com, championsofthepeople.com, or at 303-795-5900. Bob, uh, the closing advice you give to anybody? You know, if you... If you fell or fallen on the property of another person and you were injured, it behooves you. You need to get out, come to Bell and Pollock, come talk to the attorneys in our office, who, like Brad said, will give you a legal game plan on how to resolve the issue and protect yourself from, you know, you deserve get the the injury, get compensated for the injuries that were not your fault. So call Bell and Pollock, and uh, Brad or myself or Gary or the other attorneys in the office be happy to talk to you about premises liability statute. It can seem like a very simple process, but it's not. And that's the situation. A lot of times you get hurt, you talk to the manager, they say, here's a number to call. You end up talking to professionals on the other side. These are companies that that deal with this kind of risk. They deal with these kind of problems. And because they're professionals on the other side, you need a professional on your side. You need somebody to protect you because those professionals on their side, these risk management companies, they're managing the risk for the companies. They know very well how to deal with this. You're calling an insurance company or a risk management company hired by the insurance company that's there to make sure that they pay as little as possible or they completely absolve their company of any responsibility or liability. One thing also, even if you fall, if you fall on a government property, you know, like 
you need to get to us quickly because maybe some other deadlines besides the statute of limitation of two years for premises liability. You mean you may there may be a six month statute, or, or uh, you have to provide the state with a, a governmental immunity notice. So do not delay if you get injured. Contact us, Bell and Pollock. Uh, Bell and Pollock reaches at bellandpollock.com or bellpollock.com, that is, 303-795-5900 or Champions of the People. We'll see you next week.